Welcome to True Truths and Tidbits, Life with Melinda. Each week, I will share with you my true, transparent truths. I have learned over the years that the best way to help yourself and others to overcome is by being honest. My hope for you, my friend, is that you will discover your own true truths on this journey with me. Sit back and relax because our journey begins together right now. Truths and Tippets, Life with Melinda. Last week, I left off part one of breaking free from sexual addictions, and I'm going to finish that up tonight. In advance, I want to apologize if at any time my voice or breathing becomes shaky because I am overcoming covid I'm no longer contagious. I haven't been contagious since um, January 29th. I am just honoring my recovery. And I just want to say thank everyone for the prayers and the love and the concern that's been shown to me during this process. If you haven't taken COVID seriously, I'm inviting you to do so. They believe that I caught it while going out to eat because that's the only place I had been unmasked. And within 48 hours, I started to feel very blah. And then by the next day, yeah, I was sick. The lingering coughing has been the worst, but today has been my best day yet. So, um, just thank you for the prayers. So let's get back into um, the continuation of Just Say It. Yes, it's not January any longer, but this is the part two. And when I left off, I was talking about um, ways to overcome sexual addiction. And one of those ways I spoke about was to get married. Now, what I want to say about getting married is, it is a good way um, for sexual addiction. It's a good way to be married if you're a Christian, because again, these are principles that I'm talking to apply to Christians. If you're not a Christian or you're on the fence, you're still invited here because this information can be used for anyone. So being married is a great way because um, if you're going to have, continue to have sexual relations with someone that you feel like that you're in love with, do it the right way. And the right way is called by God for one man to find one woman and to marry them and to become one. And that way you can be able to indulge in sexual relations um, the way that God always intended it to be and that's with between a husband and a wife now what getting married will not do is cure your sexual addiction it's not going to cure it 
at all. And honestly, it's not even going to make it go away. It's going to be an avenue for you to be able to have sexual intercourse in a, in a way that God approves. But it's not going to kill your addiction. Addiction is when you realize that you have an issue that you cannot overcome on your own. That it's going to be a higher power being God himself that's going to set you free. So in no way I want to confuse anyone to give you false hope and tell you getting married is going to end the addiction. Getting married is going to end the sin of having sex without being married. That's what it's going to end. But it's not going to end the addiction. Just like having a baby in a broken relationship and thinking that this baby is going to make the two of you come to be closer together. That's a wise tale. It's not true. It's not true for many. So it's not true that, hey, we're having sex. We can't keep our hands off each other. Let's stop lusting and fornicating. Let's get married. Getting married is beautiful. Yes, I love it. It's not going to end your addiction. Ending your addiction is going to take time and take courage and take you being able to admit that's what it is. You know, I don't argue about any addiction because there's a vice that we all have that is something that pulls us more than what we want to be pulled that's outside of the will of God. And sex is just that because any covenant that you enter in with God, the enemy is automatically there trying to destroy it. Getting married and making a vow to your husband and to your wife and to one another is a covenant. It's a covenant between your spouse, you, your spouse, and God. And anything that you are in a covenant with, with God, the enemy is not going to like it. Because that means that you are putting God first in everything that you decide to do. And in the marriage, you're putting God first, and then it's your husband, and then it's the wife, and then it's the children. And when you take those things out of context, when you take it out of order, then it doesn't revolve, and it's going to be an issue because God is to come first. He's the center of it all. So getting married fulfills that covenant and the enemy is going to continue to beckon you to continue to stay addicted to pornography, stay addicted to masturbation, stay addicted to lusting over people because that's where he wants you to be. He doesn't want you to be in a covenant under safety with God. So again, these things you have to put on the table as such as they are, which is an addiction, an impulse, something that you can't control. And you ask God, and you cry out to him to release you from these things. And you have to be honest with what they are because he already knows. That's the beautiful thing about God. He already knows uh, every imperfection. 
He's not looking for us to be perfect. He's looking for us to meet the mark of pleasing him every day. And that's effort. The effort to try to please God. So let me show you what repentance is because I'm very visual. So this is repentance. A lot of people think you cry, you say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it again. And then it's back in front of you. And then you cry, you say, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it again. And then it's back in front of you. And then you cry and say, I'm sorry, and I'm not going to do it again. That's not repentance. That's a broken record. That's a broken fake expectancy of what you think is supposed to happen every time that you fail. This is repentance. Repentance is you get up and this is your day that you not going to get dressed. I don't feel like doing anything. Well, all of a sudden you decide, oh no, I need to really run to the store. And you think, hmm, I'm not going to get dressed. I'm not going to throw. I'm, this, is, this is fine. It's fine. It's fine. I'm just going to run. I want to pick up some things. I'm not going to see anybody. It'll be fine. And so you go ahead and get in the car against your better judgment, looking like you should be at home. And as soon as you get to the store, what do you see? You hear the voice two hours over. It's somebody that you know. So instead of walking toward the voice and be like, hey, oh, yeah, girl, I, oh, boy, oh, God, I wasn't planning on coming out the house, you know. <laughs> Things just happened. So I came out the house or whatever. I heard you. I knew I wasn't looking my best, but I really want to just say, hey, that's not repentance. That's you acknowledging it and you walk straight into it even though that you should have avoided it this is repentance you're in the store you hear that voice two hours over and you're like oh no somebody is about to see me i can't let them see me like this and you know what i'm talking about when you bust that curb with that cart and you about flip everything over even the little kid that's standing behind you with their parent. And you go the other way as fast as you can. Because you know that you are not equipped to handle seeing that person. So you leave. That's repentance. Repentance is shopping in the store. Looking a hot mess. Just wanting to go get what you need to get. Not be bothered. Not see anybody. Not engage anybody. Just do what I need to do. Get on this mission. Come on. Repentance. Repentance is seeing it. Knowing it's a trap. Knowing it's a stronghold. Knowing it's a struggle. Knowing it's something that you need to run from. Not run from. Run to. Something you need to run from. Not run to. And you get out of there. And when you get out of there, you're like, whew. That was close. Instead of saying, oh, I done messed up again. You know, because we all mess up. It's life, part of being imperfect. But you can't continue to hold on to the crunch of being imperfect just to be able to say you messed up. We have to find a way to turn from it. It's the minute we recognize it. As soon as you hear that voice in the grocery store, when you recognize it, and you decide to go the other way. Repentance is deciding to go the other way. And sometimes five, 10, 20 times in one day, 
And each time you go the other way, you throw your hands up and you give God the glory and the praise and the honor because he is helping you to overcome. So I want to lead you with encouragement tonight to remind you that you can overcome. You can definitely overcome. That's what God came for. He came for us to have life. And he came for us to have life more abundantly. And in order to do that, you have to recognize your struggles, your strongholds, your doubts, and everything else that holds us back. Because basically, sometimes as humans, we just have to come to a place that we lay ourselves down. To allow God to come in and take his rightful place. It may not be easy. Because I've been on that side and it's not. But it's also very necessary for the good of our eternity. Even the most broken hearted soul can be knitted whole. With Jesus in the middle of it all. Holding it all together. Even when we allow our minds to think that we're destined to stay the same. And nothing can ever change. The state that we are in, it's, it's true. We can't change it. Humans can never change us or our situation. Only a supernatural Holy Ghost filled meeting with God himself can do that. It's not too late. And the enemy knows it. That's why he continues to tell you to give up. Give in. Lay down. Today I invite you to try something that you have never tried before. And that's God. Take it from someone who tried him. And I'm forever grateful that I did. So if you have an addiction that you are struggling with, that you don't know what to do, reach out to me. You can contact me at letuspray at thebethanyproject.com. It's letuspray at thebethanyproject.com. It's nothing too hard for God. You listened to a woman that was molested from the ages of three to nine, addicted from to pornography from the age of 10 to 36, addicted to masturbation from the age of three to 36, addicted to sex from the age of 17. Well, 17 when I started to make my own choice that wasn't made for me. And God has allowed me to be celebrating this year 2021, 10 years of celibacy. And I have great expectations of where he's going to bring me to. But none of these things could be things of my past if I did not give him my future. So I'm going to pray tonight over everyone that is listening. Jesus, in your most wonderful, matchless name, the only name in heaven and earth that we can call on that you will stop what you're doing to be by our side to give us strength guidance direction and peace like never before god i thank you for your faithfulness i thank you for your hand of protection your grace your mercy i thank you for your willingness god to want us to overcome 
all of our self, all of our addiction, all of our fears. And tonight, we lay it at your feet, humbly, God, and just thank you for this opportunity for us to repent and turn the other way. So your grace, your mercy, your love and endurance can just wash over us and help us in these trials. God, I pray for every addiction. I pray for every broken heart, every broken spirit. I pray for all of those, Lord God, that desire to do a new thing. And the thing that they're missing, Lord God, is surrender. And I pray tonight that we all surrender it all unto you, Jesus. And as we call upon your name, and as we lay our souls there naked before you in the most private intimacy, God, I pray you take it, consume it, and destroy it all. Rise us up with the joy of the Lord. Let it be our banner. Let it be our strength. And let us be able to have confidence in you that you are going to give us the fight we need to be an overcomer. I pray this prayer in the most sincere faith. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I love you. Jesus loves you more. You're free in Jesus' name. God bless you. Thank you for the love and the prayers. And I'll see you next Wednesday. I'd like to take this time to thank you for listening to True Truths and Tidbits, Life with Melinda. If you have not already become part of the family, you can do that right now. I invite you to subscribe. Look down on your screen and select subscribe. I'll give you a moment. Perfect. Now you're part of the True Truths family. You'll be one of the first to know when there's a new episode available for your listening pleasure. Also, I would like to invite you to look where you found subscribed and feel free to leave me a message. Who knows? Your voice may be the next one we hear on the next episode of True Truths and Tippets, Life with Melinda. Until we meet again, my friend, I hope that you will continue to strive to live out your true truths. Don't lose hope on your dreams and your aspirations. And if things don't work out the way that you plan for this day, Always remember, there's tomorrow. Until next time, my friend. Goodbye.